See, Jill, this is a quick turnaround, isn't it? It is. Yeah, we we said we were going to be right back on, and I don't think a lot of people believed us, but here we are. No, because we've said it before and haven't really. Yeah. So, so here we well, are. Yeah. So um, we are getting a lot of rain. Yeah, That's which pretty is a good deal, right? It is. It's great. We haven't had significant rain here in it seems like a year and a half. Feels like right or three or three. Yeah, I don't know. So today on today's uh, podcast, uh, Tometown Conversations. By the way, I'm Roman, and this is Jill. Hello. Um, it's been a hot second, which is like less than four days, because I think the video right now behind us is the Rachel one is yep. uploading now. So we're a little bit behind on the YouTube videos because they take a little bit of time to render out, but it yeah. is what it is. So anyway, hometown conversations. We said we were going to be back, and one of the reasons we're going kind of uh, really quick on this is we're hitting into uh, what I would consider to be the event season. Um, you know, we're towards middle of November now. I think it's November 9th as we're doing this, uh, recording this one. Um, but we're hitting into this time period where um, all the events happen and, and the holiday events are happening and stuff like that. And now is a great time for us to bring in our uh, our friend Mary Hodson into this one. So welcome to the podcast again. Thank very, you. Very Thank glad you. to have you on. And there's a lot of things that are happening at the chamber, I think, on a regular basis. And we're going to try and touch on a few of them. Yeah. But um, one of the big ones that just happened uh, recently as the farmers were out in the field and they're all very happy about this rain. Oh, is right. Farm fatigue. Like we all know that our yards are dry, but imagine yeah. the fields and what that looks like. Really not for this year, but for next year, if they don't have enough moisture for the roots to do their magic. Right. Right. Their right. root things. Their root their things. Root exactly. Things. Yeah. <laughs> so Farm Fatigue, uh, a program that's been going for a really long time in our county. And so it's yeah. something that we actually partner with the Glencoe Chamber and their Ag Committee and our Agribusiness Committee. And we fill buckets of things that were donated. Um, now there's a bag because people just really want to love on our farmers and the people who produce food for us Yeah, and energy and all the things that now grains and corns and you know, you see where I'm yep. going with it, yep. right? Yeah, everything yep. that comes from All farming. of the things yeah. that come. And so then our committee and the Glencoe committee deliver it out into the fields. So they literally pack up 2025 buckets and bags into their trucks and then go head out. They divide it out between the two chambers. So, you know, they're not going out just to Hutchinson Township or just to Sumter Township, right? They're hitting all of them and delivering right in the field, right to the farmers and the workers who are actually right then and there farming. And so they have to get out of their tractor. It's a little respite, a little bit of a rest, rest, um, and then there's all these goodies. Plus, we throw in, um, we throw in, right, um, Subway sandwiches. Nice. And yeah. so there's some water. They can have a lunch. They can have a meal. Cause I bet they're, they're super appreciative. Jill, this is the one thing that we do that we get the most feedback. Mail, snail mail, thank yous, yeah. emails, social media posts, calls, it's really, um, it's heartwarming, but it, we also know that they really appreciate it Yeah, in a time that can be very stressful. And this year without the rain, you know, like one of our people said, I literally learned that if we got two inches of rain right now in the middle of harvest, it's okay because we're so desperate for that moisture for next year. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then the other big event that we just had was the Arts and Crafts Festival. And that <laughs> right? was huge, right? Right. And the ambassadors have taste of the, a taste of a Hutchinson. Yeah. And that 
was, you know, second year out of COVID. You just don't know where that's going to go. Um, I, I would say that we probably had a few less people attend, but our vendors were very happy. Sales were brisk. Many of them had some of their best sales ever at our event. Plus now we have the open market, which is for people who don't actually make mm-hmm. their stuff, right? Arts and crafts oh. is for people who actually make it with yep. their hands, their feet, their whatever, you know. <laughs> um, and so that went really well. Um, Taste of Hutchinson had so many great opportunities to try different foods. So we were It's really, really and it's an event. It's a destination. I mean, you can spend one to two days um, first of all, Hutchinson is just a beautiful city to spend a weekend in. If it's you're, almost if you're, like you're a board of director or something, and you are I don't just know. I've somebody not heard that term before. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I mean, we always say much in Hutch, right? But that weekend, you're right. We really are a destination. There's things going on. There's the library book sale. There's the extended farmers market. We have stamp and storage having a huge warehouse sale. There's music too in the evening. Right? Yeah. By. You know, we have so many chamber members um, that are doing things. The lamb shop has their fall festival. Wild olive trees doing something. Everybody's kind of capturing that moment in time when we have ten to twelve thousand people in the community, and we welcome that. Absolutely. We welcome that. And so we hear lots of stories about the sisters trip, the the friends who get together every year on this, Mm -hmm. on this weekend so they can shop, they can eat, they can listen to music, they can just see all the things. Super cool that we host that. A lot of work. It's a lot of work. But really um, cool. But, and you know. Brings a lot of people. I mean, honestly, now we have the application ready to go. We're getting ready to get it online, so it'll be ready and live by June, July, January 1. June, July, January. You know. <laughs> they all just go together. They all go together. But January 1, that's live. So when people go, oh, you know, it's this little thing that happens, and you must get busy in the summer with it. No, we already are tweaking the things that need to be tweaked. We are working on, you know, verbiage. Was there something that, like, honestly, like, to not to get in the weeds too much, but was there something that people kept asking about that wasn't maybe quite clear in sure. the application? So we want to make sure that we cl- make sure that's clarified, cleared up for the next round. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, the next event coming up, you know, we've, we know that uh, the gala is coming up, but then we also have... The Taste of the Holidays, which is a big event out at the winery as well. Yeah. And that is that is put on by the ambassadors, but the person that is running that is hopping on a plane this afternoon. So he's not <laughs> available to talk about it, so you right? get to talk about it a little bit. Right. So for those who have never been to Taste of the Holidays, what is it? So Taste of the Holidays many years ago started as the Holiday Sampler, and it was a way for people in the area to learn what is available during the holidays when we're busy, things are chaotic. Um, It started out with food, but it's morphed into something so much more than just restaurants or the lurker store, right? Everybody knows that the lurker store vendors are there and have a pretty big presence, but it's also Woodstone Senior Living, right? And so I'm just going to say, I'm dying to find out what you guys are going to serve because it's always the thing, right? Well, the meal this year is going to be phenomenal. So I don't mean to downplay that, but we've got like an extra funny little addition to the meal that I think people will find really interesting that I don't think very many people have ever 
used or been exposed to, and then that's all I'm going to say. Oh, dang it. Hell, <laughs> no, dang. I never so, get to know either, so. Really? No. You no, don't? Nope. So here's the thing about Woodstone being there. Woodstone is senior living. You have the active living. But it was a great opportunity for you guys to showcase that you're not making chicken nuggets. Correct. And yeah. taking beans out of a can yep. and making some brownies. I have visited a place that has done that and I was mortified because we had a family member there and that's what they were having on Saturday night, right? But you have real cooks who make real food that's yummy, it's nutritious, it meets the needs and then beyond, right, mm-hmm. for your people. So we also have chiropractors that are there. We have people who have retail establishments. What can you do for yourself right? Take care of your body and yourself during the holiday time. How can you help take care of other people? And then what are maybe some of the shopping options that people may not realize or take advantage of? So it's still taste of the holidays. There's still a sample aspect of it because to participate for a business, it doesn't cost anything to get in, but they need to provide a sample of something, their work, their wear, food for everyone else. And as of Last night when I left the office, there was one ticket left. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so my guess is since then, that one ticket is gone. So for those <laughs> that are coming um, to the event this year, what's one thing that sticks out in your mind that people can look forward to? Um, the, the overall ambiance. Yep. And then they can put their name in a drawing, on, put their name on the back of their ticket and their phone number. And the drawing for prizes it's next morning yeah and, and how, do, how do people see that so or know that it happens or whatever so we'll have posters all over for those people who actually attend we'll have posters and then um on the next morning friday the 18th there will be at 9 a.m a facebook live on the ambassador page and uh or it might be on the chamber page We'll tell you where to find it, right? But then we're going to do the drawings live then. So yeah. people, so in the past, everybody just kind of sticks around and then like twiddles their thumb or, or whatever. A lot of people have a lot of other things going on. There's much in hutch. There's probably other events going on or they need to take care of a babysitter or they've got a meeting or, you know, it's Hutchinson. Somebody's got practice. Or they just get really <laughs> full because there's so much food there. So if you right? have tickets, come hungry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't eat beforehand. Don't no. drink beforehand. Um, but this, doing it later, everybody gets to see and can hear because yep. we know in that large space with lots of people, it's hard to hear. So it was really fun last year and we tried it once and went, this we got to keep. I will tell you that for the couple of people that come from Woodstone every year to help man our table, so to speak, um, it is a kickoff to the holidays. It is. Uh, I have had um, people that I work with say, this is the event that gets me in the mood for Mm -hmm. the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, It's decorated. There's music. All the tables are decorated. It's festive. It's joyful. It's like a big party where everyone makes you feel welcome by shoving more food in your face constantly. (laughs) Right. And just showing you what, what there is to offer. And it just... It's a super fun event, and I sometimes feel like I have staff fighting over who gets who to gets come to, yeah. with <laughs> right? and, and, and be at our booth. So right. it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And how you have that little teaser out there, I'll also say that a restaurant in town is pairing. So Flank is pairing with Compass Occasions, and they are elevating 
but I don't know what that means. I just know that they're elevating things. And I hope they're floating through the air. They're asking, right? I know, right? Like bubbles. So we'll find out what that means too. Fun. Yeah. Exciting. So then, and that's only two days before the gala. Yeah. So, it's, so we're looking at a very busy time during that period because yeah. we've got that and then we've got the gala and then we will cross our fingers and find out what happens tomorrow and we'll go from there. There might be a football game stuck in between yeah. all of that. So, no. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to, oh, yeah. we're just crossing our fingers that, 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 it, that everything goes great tomorrow and we'll be there. So that's, that's the way it is. Uh, um, so anyway, the, the next big thing though that we got to talk about is one that we're going to, Right now, we're planning on going live from. We're going to be. We're going to try it again. We're really excited. Yeah, this is. But there's be a, a plan. There's a plan. Oh, and no, I'm going to wander all over. Yeah, no. we'll, plan, we'll talk, man. We're going to plan out this thing a little we're bit after this too. In. But yeah, there's there's um we're we're going to go to Small Business Saturday and Small Business Saturday. If you have not been to it in years past, it is probably one of the more fun days in town, specifically Hutchinson, uh, because of all the things and the events that are going on. And I think that, um, you know, we, we all know Black Friday. Um, I have avoided Black Friday for years, not because of some, you know, big reason other than I don't like being around the crowds. Mm-hmm. So I just not into it. Um, so Black Friday's out. Um, Saturday, though, is a lot of fun because there's a lot of things going on downtown Hutchinson. And then there's, of course, the ambassadors and, and other people with the chamber who are out, um, representatives of the chamber is probably the best way to say it, who are out doing things. And we're going to talk, I think, a lot about that because they're, this, if you're not from Hutchinson, is a great reason to come to town and do some shopping, especially when it comes to small businesses and those kinds of things. So um, Small Business Saturday was started in 2010. Um, when did Hutchinson kind of get involved with that, the chamber specifically? So I think it was um, 2013 that we started. And it was, at first, it was something that American Express started. Yep. And they were just kind of ramping up and really kind of starting small, right? They. So we found out that we could be a community champion at the chamber. Yeah. Which meant we were going to get boxes and boxes of stuff. Now, our box is scheduled to be delivered today. It's one box. It's not as big because there's now so many participating that it's really hard for them to send the big boxes all the time. But here's the key to the tipping point for us for Small Business Saturday. That first year, we were randomly drawn to receive an extra box. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know what was coming. It was a smaller box. Just like a recipe box size, right? So you're like, oh, what's this, right? Right? It was American Express. It was Shop Small, Small Business Saturday. We opened it up, and it was $50, $25 gift cards. Wow. That's awesome. And, like, I remember going, no. What? <laughs> Wait, what? And nobody else around us had it. We were asking other chambers. And that led to the board saying that was really amazing. We need to do more of that. So the board and then eventually the ambassadors also said this is so important to our businesses because we were bringing so many more people in. Um, this year there's $4,000, 1000 from the 
ambassadors, 3,000 from the chamber board, 2,500 of that came from our golf tournament Mm -hmm. and some fundraising that one of our board members did. And then they're taking that $4,000 out and pre-purchasing gift cards from around town. But that $4,000 is likely going to be close to $8,000 when we get done. Because businesses will match what we're buying to give away or more. Yeah. I mean, like, so we ordered extra ping pong balls this year. We have extra ping pong balls for the kids. What do you mean ping pong balls, Mary? Oh, that's a whole nother thing. (laughs) So we give away the, the, the gift cards two different ways. We have a ping pong ball drop historically a ping pong ball drop this year we really didn't want to go through closing down a street sure yeah it sounds easy it's like you just put up a couple of barricades right there's a lot of other people who have to be engaged in that Mm -hmm. and last year we're like and ping pong balls will break when they're cold when they hit hard surfaces from high above yeah funny funny um so (laughs) we are going to do a ping pong ball hunt in library square and so we'll cordon off spaces, ask people not to go in certain areas, and then we'll let them go do that. Same rules, one ball per person. There's going to be one special one, though. So if that person finds it, I'm just going to tease that for now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's for kids and adults, a separate one for kids, a different one for adults, yep. because we don't want adults in there with the kids. Yeah. Oh, people get... People get nuts for the ping pong balls. It's crazy. <laughs> it's fun. And when we realized how many people literally didn't get ping pong balls last year, right? Yep. So we're going to do more of that. And then also, as you alluded to, we have board members, think local committee members and ambassadors who go out and hand out those gift cards out and about around town to shoppers. And we did that last year with some of our friends and colleagues, so to speak. And it's just fun. It's so fun to just walk up to someone and they don't get it right away. They're like, what? We've had people turn us down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I'm giving you a gift card to the place that you're currently shopping. You know, thank you for shopping local. Thank you for shopping small. Yeah. Um, It's a fun, fun day. There is something about giving away money to people who don't expect it. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's my hints for people. Don't. Follow the elves. No. Because no. you will know who the people are, right? We always wear red hats or red scarves or something red. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious. But if you're following, we know it. Yeah, we mm-hmm. just like to randomly approach people right. that really seem like they don't have know that we're coming. that yep. they're coming, yeah. And we have so many great stories over the years. Mm-hmm. So many. And so um, it's an opportunity for us to put some extra dollars into the holiday community Mm -hmm. for many of our small businesses. This is 60 to 80% of their entire year's revenue in just such a short period of time in the holidays. Yeah. I was going to say, what's the, do we know what the actual impact of like small business Saturday is on some of our providers? Cause I think people get lost on where that money actually goes when you spend money locally. Yeah. So some statistics, right? For every dollar that is paid for a product or a service, locally owned, locally locally operated, 68 cents stays within the community and is regenerated, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a really big deal. 
even when you're going to what we call big boxes, right? It's okay to go to Target, Menards, yep. Walmart, those big companies, because still so much of that money stays here. It's yep. just not as much, right? Because they're paying different corporate things, right? Yep. But if you can have 43 to 68% of your dollars stay here, right? It's paying for the wage for your neighbor, your friend, your family member, your neighbor's kid, your whomever, right? That also goes in through taxes to the city. It reduces the tax burden on the community. So if we spend more locally instead of swiping to get our stuff, which right. we all do, we right. can't get everything in town. I get it. Yep. But if you just think a little bit before you do that, like, can you go downtown and find that thing? Well, and it keeps these these locally owned businesses alive and which just enhances our community. When you have more shopping opportunity and dining opportunity, that enhances what Hutchinson and any small town has to offer. I grew up with an economic developer as a stepfather, and he specifically contracted for small towns that didn't need or couldn't afford a full-time economic developer. So in our house... If you can't buy it on Main Street, you don't need it. That you know, and he understood that. Yes, sometimes the targets of the world and things like that are a necessity. But I mean, I he's like, I'm not kidding. If you can't buy it in our town, you don't need it. And that he was only there was only a fraction of him that was joking because it keeps these towns vibrant. It offers. You look at some of the little um, boutiques in town. They sell things that you would never find at a Target, Walmart store, right? And again, those serve a very valuable function in our community as well, and they give back to the community a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. But but keeping these these other businesses alive and vibrant is really important just for the framework of our city. One of the things in economic development in the chamber world is the vibrancy of your downtown is equivalent to the vibrancy of your entire community. Mm -hmm. If your downtown is dead, your community is dead. And if you think about all of those storefronts that are downtown, if they weren't there, right? Mm-hmm. No one would be worried about a ring road. No one would be worried about, you know, oh, well, Target needs small businesses. Walmart needs those small right. businesses. And I will tell you, you know, because we hear things right out on the street about blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, no. You have to understand. They understand the importance and the symbiotic relationship that they have with small businesses. Mm -hmm. So that people don't leave to shop. So that people stay or travel here to shop. All of it's important. Yeah, because if you're coming for Small Business Saturday, you're coming regionally, you're likely stopping down on the south end too, right? Absolutely. Correct. So So I think there's, um, you know, the one thing that I think, chambers or people don't understand about chambers it isn't just about events and those kinds of things you oh, guys gosh, do a lot no. of work especially here at the chamber of in hutch you guys do a lot of work on different initiatives and i want to touch on a couple that are going on right now uh number one being uh the daycare initiative that you guys are working on <laughs> yeah um the communities and the meetings you guys are having and the appreciation that's going on and and what does it mean so you want to talk about that just a little bit so that we sure. have a little bit better understanding what it is so um Child care as a whole in our country, in our state, in our region, in our county, in our city is difficult to manage through. That's if you're a parent and you need child care. I 
was in tears when I found out that there are people who plan their families around childcare openings. Mm-hmm. That's wrong to me. And what happens if you weren't planning, right? How do you find childcare? Um, and it's hard for people to open daycare because there's a lot of hoops. There's yeah. a lot of regulation around it. It's hard to get a center to open. So when you have a center that closes, that's detrimental to your community. And employers, how many more people would be in the workforce for you, mm-hmm. for me, for any of the businesses we've been talking about? People didn't, quote unquote, have to stay home. People, There are people who want to stay home with their kids. But there's people who also would take up a part-time child care so they could yeah. get a part-time job. And the numbers are astronomical. I don't want to try to get them off the top of my head because I'll be, I'll miss something. But I will say that there are potentially up to 800 in the county oh, kids that could go to daycare if there was an opening. Mm-hmm. That's substantial. The majority of it's here in Hutch because we're the largest community in the county. We have the most employers, the largest employer, of course. And so we applied for the Rural Child Care Innovation Program through First Children's Finance. Mm-hmm. It's a statewide organization that helps communities like ours figure out what are the real obstacles, what are the real barriers, right? Because we can sit here and guess. Mm-hmm. But we've been very fortunate. We um, have these surveys that are out. They're due on Friday the 11th. We've had over 700 parents fill out a parent survey. We have a business survey. We have, um, you know, for employers. And we have a center. All the centers filled them out. And almost every single daycare provider filled it out. So then we'll have real knowledge and information. So you alluded to appreciation. We had an appreciation event. Almost every single child care provider in, in Hutchinson came. Yeah. There was only a couple that were not able to. Um, and it was a way for us to love on them mm-hmm. and just let them know they're helping raise the future. Mm-hmm. And that does not go past. But I will also tell you, I learned a lot that night because we were at a table with some lovely young women. And I'm gobstopped at some of the things that they are up against. They don't do it for money because there is no money. Um, They rarely have benefits. There was someone who told me that they have avoided getting a tooth filling. They have a cavity and they can't really afford to go have it filled. Mm -hmm. That to me is outrageous, atrocious, gobstop in my tracks. What the heck is wrong with our society, if those who are taken care of are most vulnerable, mm-hmm. can't go get a tooth filling. Right. Um, then, now I mentioned the surveys. Surveys, um, we have a couple of weeks that our pro- professionals will dig into the information, render it down aggregately, and then they're going to be able to give us the results. That will happen at the town meeting on November 29th. It's going to be at Arts Place. You have to register to attend. But if you register to attend, you get a meal. Mm-hmm. You get, get all the information. And you have input. 
And we want people who have something to say, people who can help us find the right people to make the right things happen for our community. Because you've met one chamber, you've met one chamber, you've met one community, you've met one community. And we can't replicate what's happening in Montevideo. Right. Because Montevideo is a very different community, has different businesses and resources. So we're really proud to be able to do this. Everyone on, there's 20 people on the cohort and they've all committed to 18 to 24 months to do this work. The idea then after this is hopefully help reduce some of the barriers to get into doing childcare and, um, you know, allow some people to go get jobs if they want to, that kind of stuff too, right? And let's, I don't know what we can do about pay. Yeah. Right? I, I don't. I don't know all the answers. That's why we're bringing everybody together. If Mary had all the answers, well, then then, let me tell you. Yeah, right. Let me tell you, I'd be the next governor of the state. (laughs) Kidding. I would never do that. Anyway, um, but we're bringing together a lot of people, a lot of smart people who can help us brainstorm together. And, you know, they say fill a room of people smarter than yourself, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. I think uh, it's something that was mentioned to me uh, recently is that, when it comes to staffing, the good old days are right now. <laughs> you know, the good old days are right True. now. So as we continue to move forward, it's going to get harder and harder and harder. So the more things that groups like the Chamber and other organizations can do to find ways to get people into the workforce, I think is great. Yeah. So that brings us to the other one, which is some people um, want to go you know, into business for themselves. So they want to go, uh, you know, they work for a smaller organization and they can't find uh, health insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to talk about another initiative that you guys are working on called Chamber Health? Yeah, I'm happy to. Honestly, when I found out that this was actually happening after watching a dear friend of mine at the Minnesota Chamber work for four years on it, I was in tears. And it's something that can change the world for some of our, our businesses. So the Minnesota Chamber has um, worked through legalities, laws, and gotten chamber health chamber health is a way for small businesses to collectively get benefits and we're not talking just chamber i mean chamber health's a big part of it because of healthcare that's not even a conversation we'll go into today but also other benefits like 401ks things -hmm. like that that is really difficult to get into and make it really a benefit for your employees when you're a small company And so any business that is a Minnesota Chamber member from two people to 300 can get into this program. We're going to be sending out a lot more information um, because literally we, this is a moving target that we've been having. And so we've asked for a lot of information to be able to pump out to our insurance brokers here in the community. So our businesses can go to them. But also in that, the Hutchinson Chamber has become a small business federation member of the Minnesota Chamber. We've been a federation member for a few years now. Um, What it does is it allows all of our chambers, up to 10 employees, to become members of the Minnesota Chamber under our umbrella. And so we're really proud of that. That's huge. And that's, you know... I tell people all the time, you can lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink. But to have this ability to offer this to our our businesses, even up to 300, 
if you're a manufacturer who has five or you have 60, you can get into this. And there's a couple of different programs. There's a lot of things that had to change legislatively to make this happen. And so it's kind of like the clouds parted, the angels came down. Ah. <laughs> it's a very creative way to approach the problem, right? Is how can we umbrella people into this? Yep. And I know um, insurance um, and that umbrella ability to do that and, and, and group people underneath, is a, it's a really creative and smart way to make right. it work if you can get it to work. Right. And the thing is, you have to go through legislation to be able to do it yep. because it's now association healthcare. And it just, it just changes the game for a lot of businesses who can't keep people more than a year or two chamber included because people are tapping into their they're tapping into their savings they're tapping into something else um to help pay for it and that doesn't feel good to any small business right right? so i mean dealing with staff is incredibly hard right now i mean you're trying to deal with retention you're also trying to deal with you know attracting new so i think both of these initiatives that the chamber is working on are really great yeah uh, when help the organization or help our our organizations our businesses in town more than what i think uh, people realize. Right. And you know, the events are kind of the sexy thing. You kind right. of alluded to the events. Yep. They're the sexy thing for us. Events are things that we feel that are very important to the community or they're fundraising for us. Let's right. be honest. Right. Um, but the advocacy work that we're able to do on behalf of our members is what gets me the most jacked because I know that we're doing something that can actually create change. And so being able to push to get PPP not taxed, right? right? When we were going through the COVID thing. And if you're like PPP, well, let me just tell you, it was a really <laughs> great way to help save businesses yeah. that wasn't supposed to be taxed. And all of a sudden the state wanted it taxed. Then last year, the legislation kind of held hostage the, uh, the unemployment insurance trust fund repayment from COVID and that was held hostage so they can make other negotiations happen. Mm -hmm. And we really pushed for that. We were able to do that again with our friends from the Minnesota chamber. We're members of the Minnesota chamber. We are not under their umbrella. We are a separate entity, but um, that coalition makes a huge difference for us and for our small businesses. And sometimes people don't even realize that that we're doing that and it doesn't feel as sexy as, you know, having, you know, a life-size monopoly board on the floor. (laughs) But, um, for some people it's literally how they keep their business afloat. Yeah. So you mentioned advocacy and we're heading into a a time period here and we're, we've been started, I guess we're three months into it now, which is developing great leaders. And that's one of the other things the chamber works on is the leadership Institute. And right now we've got 26, 26, 26 people going through the program. Yep. Um, and we have and 12 in leadership 2.0. There you go. So there's, this is a whole other thing and we could get into leadership, you know, what the le- difference is between leadership one and two is and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that uh, we do with that group is this month we're meeting with city officials. Mm-hmm. So they get an idea of how the city attracts businesses to town and how that works. A lot of people just say, we need a Coles in town. The city needs to make that happen. That's not how it works. <laughs> and when you bring like, oh, we wish, right? when you bring miles yeah. in and stuff like that and then have conversations with them and educate people about how all this works, it changes the conversation a little bit and changes yes. maybe the idea of how that goes. So we have that going on. And then we have a bunch of new representatives and representatives from our area 
Did mm-hmm. I say that word twice? I think I did. That's right. Um, representation in our area. So you're also going to be going to the state capitol sometime later this, well, in 2023 now. Yep. So with this group. So Me, how's the year? You're going too. Yeah. Well, how's You've the year going? you never missed that one. So the year is going really well. You know, we have, we always bring together 25 to 30 people who really don't know each other and they leave as family. They leave as a strong network of people who know, who have figured out how to get some stuff done. Um, and so this month when we go to the city, we sit in the city chambers, we listen to the directors of the city of Hutchinson. And then last year we added people who serve on boards and commissions. And that created a whole nother level of conversation because it's not just the city council and the city administrator and the, the people who are you know making things happen. Um, these are governing boards and governing commissions that are making things happen. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these people, they're volunteers. They're volunteering their time to be on these boards and commissions. And they have a lot of input of what happens before it bubbles all the way up to the city council. And mm-hmm. they make recommendations to the city council of how they should move forward. And I think that that's one of the places that people don't realize that your volunteer time there can really have an impact on a much bigger scale. Yeah. Um, I know this last year applications came flying in. Um, so if somebody is interested in participating in leadership next year, when is a great time to like apply? June 2nd. June 2nd. Yeah. Cause graduation <laughs> is in down. May. Right? <laughs> so we have been enjoying a wait list the mm-hmm. last few years. And um, so regularly we have three, five last year. I think we had eight people on a wait list yeah. who were just hoping that somebody would drop off before the class started. And that's interesting to me. It tells me that we're on the right track, that people are enjoying the program. It's meaningful because you're not going to fork out $600 to something that's not meaningful. Mm -hmm. You're not going to suggest it to somebody else. Um, And $600 for our leadership program is really low cost. We are lucky enough to have sponsors and we have a great community that's willing to share resources with us. We hope we don't have to change that in the future. But even when you look at that, though, like in all honesty, if you're looking for training and leadership training, it's less than a hundred dollars a month. Right, you think about Ex- it. So absolutely. It's and a it's, nine month program, and you're going to all day. It's all day. You're going to get to expand your networking group, your uh, people that you can touch base with if you need something down the road. I mean, yeah. you've got this whole team of people now that you've spent nine months with. Yeah. To build and quite honestly, new friends. Um, and that's, you know, that's, and you've talked about it. You've talked about it here on the podcast about how, you know, some of your best friends are, are, have come from leadership. Um, and it's always interesting that we talk about how much people learn from us and through the program, but I'm always amazed at how much I learn from other people. Right. Um, I'm not going to tell the situation, but I remember we were sitting at one of our sessions and I remember Jill having a conversation with her group. And I remember how much I learned from that conversation. And um, it was about saying no Mm -hmm. and the power of saying no. Mm -hmm. And so many times, too many of us forget that we have to say yes on occasion, or we should say yes on occasion, but it has to feel compelling to us as well. And so it's always amazing to me that every month I learn something from the class. And this is my 11th class. 
of leadership since I started. And to say that I've learned something every month is not an understatement. And for people to have a good grasp, like you were talking about this coming up session, for people to have a really good grasp of how a business starts, how an idea can start at grassroots level and end up in front of the city council and happen, Mm -hmm. dog park. Yeah. Perfect example. But I, two years ago, I took a map of Hutchinson and I circled all of the projects that have come from leadership or, and, or from people from leadership who worked with other groups eventually along the way. And that's when you realize the impact of our, of our program on the community. That might be something for, uh, next year, uh, to talk about is like, Exactly pointing out exactly all these different things. Oh, yeah. People would be amazed. People would be absolutely amazed. Maybe you should put some sort of video together or something like that. Oh, maybe I should. Yeah. You've got all sorts of time in the world. Yeah. No big deal. I'll do that before we move. (laughs) One of the the last... Move? What do you mean, move? Well, Roman, you're not a board member anymore. No, I'm not. right? Barely connected anymore. Barely connected. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the chamber made a really big decision this year, and our lease is up at the end of the year, and we found a building that was available, came kind of by happenstance through somebody through leadership Mm. uh, who said, you know, this might be a great space for you. It's a little bit bigger than what we have. It's laid out differently, and we've been kind of looking to do business as a chamber differently, and so we're moving. That's pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, that's That's pretty cool. When does that happen? So we will be moved by the end of December. Okay. And we're just moving down about six buildings. So, so we'll still on Main Street and still on Main Street, across okay. from Library Square. We're gonna it's gonna be easy to find. We'll be at forty four Main Street South. And if I mean we're gonna be plastering the marketing plan on this sucker is pretty <laughs> substantial. But um yeah, a lot of pe- people will should know about it. There's always gonna be somebody who doesn't hear about it, but we're really excited. Awesome. Well, with that, thank you, Mary, for coming in. Thank you. Um, you know, we're just cooking along here. I thought this was going to be like another 30-minute deal. Well, we think that every time. Yeah, we think that every time, and now we went up to about 42 minutes here. So we're pretty good. So I get impressed every time we do that and and get a little bigger every time. So uh, with that, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. We will see you at Small Business Saturday. For those of you guys who are going to be out, you can come say hi, wave in the window, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll see you all real soon. <laughs>